Hello and welcome to Robots in Your Eyes, a podcast looking at vintage cartoons through the eyes of people way, way older than the intended target audience. Speak for yourself. A podcast looking at vintage cartoons through the eyes of people slightly older than the intended target audience, (laughs) but still captivated by those glorified toy adverts we love so much. I am Jason Thompson, and taking exception to my introduction is... Zoe Baker. Welcome back, Zoe. Thank you. So, we are returning to Rainbowland once more. And in this case, we are in fact chasing rainbows, Mm. which is the title of, uh, of this episode of Rainbow Bright. And we open this episode of Rainbow Bright, not in Rainbowland, but in the pits, where Murky is having a lot of trouble getting to sleep because Lurky's snoring is keeping him awake. And I thought Lurky looked quite cute sleeping and cuddling his pillow like that. <laughs> I was surprised he didn't have a, a teddy bear or something, actually. <laughs> it seems like the sort of thing he would have. But he's having a great night's sleep and Murky not so much. Murky not so much. Uh, Murky apparently sleeps in his clothes, but not with his helmet on. There are limits, yes. There are limits. Absolutely. Well... Murky can't take any more, so he uses the uh, communication system in the castle, which is the classic pipe that you blow down and speak through, rather than any kind of high-tech radio system or anything like that, to uh, to tell Murky, tell Lurky to be quiet. And Lurky's response is to shout at the top of his voice through the pipe, which Lurky, which Murky has his ear. To. I keep getting those two mixed up. How long have we been doing this podcast? Ah, uh, do to try again? Anyway, Lurky's response is to shout at the top of his voice down the pipe that Murky has his ear to. Okay, Murky! <laughs> Which causes Murky to crash into his bookshelf. Yes, he has quite a library, does our Murky. I noticed actually that the books are animated to have very brightly coloured covers. And we quite often see Murky react very badly to bright colours and getting quite upset about it. But these books don't seem to bother him at all. It's interesting to see that splash of colour in the pits. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like we've said before, how he doesn't seem bothered by Lurky's bright red trainers. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, one of the books that lands on him opens up into pages of what to us appears to be gibberish, but apparently it has a nice piece of advice which said, the best way to deceive someone is with the person they trust the most, and that gives him an idea. So he's going to use Rainbow Bright to fool the colour kids. And he walks past a bunch of machinery, which he just turns on and disappears into his uh, laboratory behind a curtain, laughing maniacally with bright lights shining out of the pits all the way through till the next day and he says what he has he's nearly finished it but he just needs some star sprinkles to complete it and then he drops his paintbrush that he's been using he still has colored paints apparently in Mm. the pits even though he doesn't like colors yes and it was colored paints that got him into trouble in the first place and led to him hating colours as we saw in the episode Mom that he as a child had used his child's art materials to graffiti all over the wall and had got into trouble for it and was told to remove all the colour and that put him on this path and yet he still has coloured paints. He still has coloured paints. I'm sure there's some psychological uh, work that can be done there. A decent trauma therapist would get a lot out of our murky I think. 
but we get a bit of a tease because he drops his paintbrush by a close-up of a foot that appears to be Rainbow Bright's foot. Mm. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. Well, Murky and Lurky hop into the grunge buggy and head into Rainbow Land because they need star sprinkles and there's only one place they can get those. And what's going on in Rainbow Land? It seems that everyone is having a spring clean. It doesn't look like it's going all that efficiently, to be <laughs> fair. It, it seems to be going very, very badly, in fact. Um, I think one of the colour kids, or a sprite, I can't remember which, um, accidentally dunks the cat instead of his scrubbing brush into the bucket of soapy water. Mm-hmm. Um, poor old Rainbow Kitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, patio Green, there's a, a crash from inside the colour castle, and we see Patio Green covered in a pile of toys, apparently, that have fallen out of a cupboard. And she says she hates spring cleaning. And that's an interesting point as well, isn't it? Because we've said before, it's not entirely clear how old the colour kids are because they have talked about remembering things that went on thousands of years ago. They appear to be children. They seem to have quite, you know, responsible jobs looking after the universe's colour. But they have toys. Yes, the things that fell out of Patio Green's cupboard were all games and toys and footballs and things like that well they weren't footballs but you know that kind of thing mm. so yeah it's uh although having said that adults can enjoy those things as well but they seem to be presented as very much the kind of things that would be standard for kids to have in the 80s yes absolutely um we don't see them buried under piles of tax returns and yeah adulting is boring it, it is it's very boring uh, rainbow bright and the dreaded p45 monsters <laughs> Rainbow Bright and the audit with HMRC. <laughs> See, I hope no one from HMRC is listening, so like, oh, let's check her out. Let's check out this Rainbow Bright character. <laughs> I may have ruined it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Labour Standards Board might be interested because of all the you know, slave labour that's going on, apparently. Yeah, I don't but... think that she has a modern anti-slavery statement. No, but uh, carrying on with this terrible... Um, spring cleaning tickled pink can't seem to manage to get through the doors of the colour castle with a couple of buckets of water she's got them on a yoke around over her shoulders I mean Mm. this is kind of disturbing oh I get it she's pastel colours so she's not very bright oh oh Oh, I literally just realised that wow I heard it here first folks but yeah she has a a great deal of trouble getting into the colour castle with the buckets of water the other colour kids are scrubbing up the colour console mm. and uh, talking about spring cleaning. And Rainbow Bright comes striding down the steps going, sometimes the hard jobs are the ones that are worth doing. Well, what's she been doing then? Well, yeah, because this is immediately followed by the colour kids saying, but we've still got to paint the outside of the colour castle. And she goes, well, we'll find a way to do that. Pulls out some star sprinkles, presses the colour belt, and a rainbow comes out and does all the stuff. Mm, That was her contribution. Her contribution. I mean, her hard work is to sit on a horse and press a button on her belt that makes things happen. We'd all like jobs like that. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting rainbow, though, isn't it? Yes, I... So this is something that's come up before. It's not entirely clear. The rainbow seems to be intelligent and have some kind of personality. It tries to wake up Twink, who is sleeping in a hammock, while everyone is working, which is interesting given our discussion on the last episode about Twink making everyone work harder and harder and harder and calling everyone lazy. Meanwhile, he's now sleeping while everyone's working. Um, But the rainbow 
attempts to push him out the hammock, wait him up, pick him up, go around him, spin him over. It's not clear how the rainbow works if it's like a character in itself. Yeah, I, it does seem to do some weird things. And I mean, later on, we see another rainbow tie itself in a bow while chasing around mm. um, something. So, yeah, it's uh, intriguing. But while all this is going on, and despite the fact that we see Rainbow Land has quite a few people and sprites living in it, nobody ever spots uh the dirty great grunge buggy and the massive mutant sprite who is brown with a huge nose <clears throat> and the little gray dude in his spiky helmet because um, they're peering through a telescope and uh, they've got some color crystals or star sprinkles apparently and uh, rainbow bright is heading off on starlight and lurky and murky so this is our opportunity and lurky grabs the telescope and holds it up to his eye which means murky is just hanging off it <laughs> way a bit over his head um, they almost get hit by a rainbow mm. lurky is delighted at the prospect murky not so much um, but they've got what they came for and they head back to the pits and so in a cauldron with some bubbling brown gooey liquid they throw in some star sprinkles. They throw in a battery and an oil can. And then Murky puts in some dirty old leather belt, which comes out looking like the colour belt. Yeah, this looks more like a, a magic spell than science. Previously, when we've seen Murky doing his thing, it's been very much a kind of stereotyped bubbling glassware, very much a kind of science motif. This looks a lot more like a magic spell. It does look a lot more like a magic spell than the usual um, Heath Robinson contraptions that Murky normally does. Why he particularly needed to make the colour belt in this way rather than just paint it on, I don't know. But it turns out that, well, first of all, it turns out that Lurky is totally confused and not paying attention because he spots it and goes, oh, the colour belt, we've been trying to get that for years and years and years. How did we get it? <laughs> it's like, we didn't, you idiot. Bless him. He just lives very much in the moment. He He has no idea what's going on a lot of the time, but... Yeah. Well, if that confused him, that's nothing to what's coming because Murky unveils his invention and it is a perfect replica of Rainbow Bright. That's hilarious because Lurky initially freaks out. He looks really scared. He's shaking and, oh, Rainbow Bright's here. And then he picks up a plate of biscuits and offers them to her. <laughs> it's just so cute. Yeah, he's very polite, is Lurky. Um <laughs> <coughs> it reminds me of uh, the episode Mom when Murky's mum turned up and Lurky just carried down a load of like tennis rackets and footballs and stuff. Is like, you want to play? He's just so cheerful. Yeah. Well, the real Rainbow Bright is uh, busy in the colour caves because all the spring cleaning exhausted their supply of colour crystals, apparently. Well, maybe they should have just painted the outside maybe of the colour they... instead of cheating. Well, yes. I mean, maybe they should have just cleaned everything like the rest <laughs> of us do with dusters and <laughs> vacuum cleaners and things like that. But no, no. No. <laughs> We're going to use magic to do it. Yeah, fine. Mm -hmm. uh, so everyone went to the colour caves to get more colour crystals. Uh, and Rainbow asks Twink to bring more colour crystals to the colour castle as soon as possible. And at this point... Murky and Lurky realise their opportunity to deploy the robot, which involves winding it up with a big key in the back of her head. Yes, it's it's a shame really that this facsimile of Rainbow Bright is so 
sophisticated apart from this giant key in the back of her head and it I, it can only be for the viewers just so it's so we know which one's the, the wrong one yes um I, I mean it doesn't look like it's going to get off to a great start because when he first winds her up she just stands there vibrating and making chugging noises <laughs> it's like this is never gonna work <laughs> but never mind it does work because uh it starts walking off towards the color cave and twink sees it and is fooled, despite the fact that A, Rainbow has a big key sticking out the back of her head, and B, to make it really clear for the viewers that this is a facsimile of Rainbow Bright, it speaks in a very stilted fashion, doesn't it? I changed my mind, Twink. I want you to bring all the colour crystals to the pits instead. It, it does. The words are like separate chunks, and I don't think she uses contractions. Now, this predates commander data in star trek of course who famously could not use contractions which well, gets weirder the more you think about it but yeah she has this very stilted well robotic way of speaking she does but no one notices no no one notices but she instructs twink uh, to bring all the color crystals to the pits instead of the color castle uh, and as she turns to leave she walks over some color crystals and shatters them and all Twink can say is either the colour crystals aren't as strong as they used to be or Rainbow has put on a lot of weight over the winter. Rude. Rude indeed. Rude indeed. Well, as the robot is leaving, it runs across Moonglow and Night Sprite, who are also coming along to get colour caves to get more colour crystals because, of course, they still need to uh, sort out the spring nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, this robot tells her the same thing. Bring all the colour crystals to the pits and not worry about the nights. Um, apparently, Murky and Lurky deserve beautiful springtimes too. I mean, to be fair, putting a load of bright colours in the pits would really annoy Murky and Lurky and would be getting your own back on them. But I'm not sure Rainbow Bright's quite that petty. No, I don't think she is. I noticed something though during this conversation the the animation here it's a little odd Moonglow has her hair loose with a ribbon in it and mm. most of the colour kids have styles um, you know, braids ponytails that kind of thing Moonglow has her hair loose but in this conversation with Rainbow Bright it doesn't move at all it's sticking straight out from her head and the ribbon's sticking straight out whereas in the other scenes when we see the colour kids talking to each other especially when we see rainbow herself talking to people their hair moves somewhat naturally and i, I really noticed it and it felt quite jarring mm, i have to say i didn't spot that but uh, yeah it's uh, it is rather odd that they created this character with loose flowing hair and then didn't actually animate it loose and flowing i mean to be fair during the 80s we were all using industrial quantities of hairspray which could give that effect that's very true. So maybe Moonglow just sprayed her hair freshly with all that uh, hairspray and that was it. We had bad hair in the 80s. <laughs> well, two things that nearly give the game away and yet for some reason don't. Uh, the first is that the robot does not understand Night Sprite. Now, mm -hmm. uh, we've had this before that the sprites speak to in what to us is gibberish but the colour kids all clearly understand the sprites. Mm -hmm. uh, but in this case, Rainbow didn't. And uh, it occurred to me actually that this might feed into something we've said before about Murky's attitude towards the sprites, which is he doesn't really give a 
flying toss about them. Yeah, so he wouldn't have bothered to learn the language or anything. No, so that could be part of the reason why Rainbow Robot doesn't understand uh, Night Sprite. The other thing which really should have given the game away is that the clockwork robot runs down while talking to Moonglow. <laughs> and Moonglow doesn't at any point think, oh, she's having some kind of medical episode. <laughs> she, I'm going to seizure. She's actually or... really very unwell here. <laughs> she just... Yeah, I, I mean, she seems to think that something's not quite right, but she doesn't really pick up on what it is. No, and you'd think she would pick up on it when Murky uses some kind of radio walkie-talkie thing to transmit his own voice, saying, I'm fine, and carry on, and all that lot. Doesn't sound remotely like Rainbow Bright, but mm. Moonglow just kind of shrugs and goes, OK, fair enough. Although she does notice that it was weird that Rainbow didn't understand Nice Bright. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all trudging along to the pits with convoys of trucks full of colour crystals with Moonglow and Twink in the lead. And Twink thinks it's a bit odd, but Moonglow says Rainbow is always right. What kind of propaganda is being spread around <laughs> Rainbow Land? That's, Rainbow that's is always right. That's worrying in a leader, isn't it? It is, um, yeah. I mean, we've talked about the dictatorship before. Um, yeah, that kind of blind trust is a little bit concerning, actually, because, as you can see, it does lead to problems that they don't question someone who appears to be Rainbow Bright. Yeah, despite the fact that this someone ran down and gave them weird orders and yeah. spoke in Murky's voice for a while and didn't understand the sprites, but no one went, oh, OK, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, no one actually questioned it at any point. Um, and, you know, maybe that's the lesson here, that actually we need to pay attention to what's going on and ask some questions. Yeah, maybe. Well, back at the Colour Castle, the real Rainbow and the Colour Kids uh, are running out of star sprinkles and they're waiting. And Moonglow arrives with Night Sprite and says, well, you just told me to take it down to the pits and Rainbow of course says well, I never said that and then Twink appears and says the same thing so Rainbow thinks that Murky must be up to something it usually is to be fair so she tells Twink to go back up to the colour caves which he's not very happy about <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. but this time bring the colour crystals to the colour castle so he runs but Murky and Lurky have seen what's going on and they run up there in the grunge buggy and they deploy the robot again, who tells Twink that, I have changed my mind. Take the colour crystals to the pits. And Twink just, uh, mm, OK, whatever, fine. But while Lurky and Murky are leaping around happy that they've apparently deceived Twink and everybody and everything's working, Rainbow and Starlight have been watching. Mm. And Starlight decides that he's going to find out what's actually going on so he talks to the rainbow robot and takes it on his back into the color cave nice robot that's been designed not only to walk but to be able to jump up on the back of a horse <coughs> yes and considering that earlier on the robot rainbow bright was presumably that's what it was that it was heavy enough to crush colour crystals underfoot, then probably at that point Starlight should have gone, wow, okay, this is this is not a being, this is some kind of machine because it's really very heavy. Yes, well, there had been a problem while it was talking with Twink in that the clockwork mechanism got jammed 
and Murky had to release it by hurling a rock at the back of Rainbow, <laughs> the robot's head, which again, Twink failed to notice that anyone had thrown a rock at the back of Rainbow Bright's head. He's not observant. Uh, to jolt it back in. And when Lurky says, what if it gets stuck in the cave? Murky is thrown into terror because he can't reach it from here. If it gets mm. stuck, it's going to give everything away. And of course it does. Mm-hmm. And Starlight, just as I suspected, she's not real. Which is an odd thing to say because you know she's not real because you went up there